Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network. Entrepreneurs rock and you know it. Our shout out today is to Mr. Frank Coleman. Frank is associated with Legal Shield and has been for quite some time. And he wanted to know if you've ever needed an attorney and could not afford it. The small monthly payment to Legal Shield is well worth it to be able to pick up the phone and get your questions answered. Visit www.frankcoleman.com. That's frankcoleman.com. School choice. Choice allows parents to select the best educational fit for their children. Almentia Academy is a year-round premier pre-K through 12 online school with a fully accredited STEM curriculum. Almentia Academy has more than 250 courses, including programs for homeschooling, college readiness, and online tutoring. Want the convenience and flexibility of educating your children at home? Then visit us today at almentiaacademy.com, where the learning never stops. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news, all you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. The Tough Questions, weekdays at noon. To listen now, Visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. In this segment of Our Conversations Matter, I am Dr. Davida Francois of the Core Moxie Show. And as promised, again, we have another treat for you today. And, you know, I'm committed to giving you something more, just something more to consider in hopes that we'll all, at some point, identify what is our core moxie. This particular morning, we have with us Mr. David Turner, who is a licensed, certified public accountant and owner of David A. Turner CPA. Uh, He's a CPA, well, David A. Turner CPA PC. He's specializing in accounting and taxation for individuals and small businesses. He has a master's degree in accounting and formerly served several years as an adjunct accounting professor. Mr. Turner has appeared on several media outlets, and recently Mr. Turner was a tax panelist during the Black Women's Expo at McCormick Place in Chicago. So we've got a lot to cover, so we want to kind of go straight to it. Please excuse me because I'm, I'm fighting the flu right now, but I just thought that this is something that we needed to get to us, especially right after tax season, and we needed to know what's happening. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Turner to our Core Moxie show, where our conversations matter, and we keep it Moxie 100. Mr. Turner, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. This is actually a great time to be having this discussion because um, a lot of times we think about taxes uh, only, you know, kind of during that season, whereas we really need to start planning in advance. Um, so again, this is a great timing to uh, to start this discussion. Okay, great. All right. Well, let me start with my first question. The Trump, the Trump tax bill was advertised as providing a break for the middle class. However, more people, many people and more, are, talk, are, are, uh, are talking and complaining that their tax refunds were lower than they had anticipated or they, or they even owed, which they had never owed before. Tell us what happened 
Yeah, first of all, um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things is we've got to look at um, some of us have different definitions of where the middle class uh, uh, kind of income levels and, and wealth levels begin and end that are uh, so that true. are different from <laughs> from, uh, from government standards in some cases. But um, while there were uh, some benefits, there were a number of takeaways, particularly in states like uh, Illinois, California. Uh, one, for example, being uh, the limits on local local and real estate taxes, so local uh, income tax and real estate taxes with a, a $10,000 uh, threshold or limit. So, you know, we typically think about, right, kind of the, the typical middle class is um, homeowner. Um, and so, you know, if you're in the Chicago area, particularly in, in some of the south suburbs or even west suburbs, uh, you can have a $10,000 property tax bill um, by itself or more than that. Uh, you take that and you add to it your state income tax uh, withholding. And in past years, you can take all of that as a deduction against your, uh, against your income. Under the new tax bill, you can only take up to 10000 So I've had clients who had, you know, between their property taxes and their withholding anywhere from sixteen, seventeen, as much as twenty thousand dollars that they would have uh, been able to take as deductions in prior years that uh were limited to only ten thousand um this year. Um another big takeaway that that uh people missed was the removal of uh personal exemptions. So if you think about your tax return you typically take your income, you subtract either standard deduction or uh, itemized deductions, and then you got to also deduct $4,000 per, what's called an exemption, per person on the return. So if you were a family of four, um, you know, you would get $4,000 per individual, uh, you know, the husband, spouse, uh, and, and two children. Those were taken away. So even though you got a higher standard deduction, in some cases, particularly if you had a, uh, as your family size grew, the exemptions being taken away more than offset the uh, the benefit of the uh, the higher uh, standard deduction. So absolutely, there is a again the definition of what is middle class and what we think. Uh, a middle class, a typical middle class family looks like. Um, again, there were there were some positives in there, but there were a number of things that hit people uh, pretty hard. And those two uh, probably being the uh, the biggest two. You know, I, just listening to you, I'm thinking about, um, and I always tell people to talk to me like. And I know you're you're a professor, but I always say to people, talk to me like I'm a five-year-old because I want to make sure that I understand. Uh, When you mentioned 10,000 being the maximum and the number of people that I know, like in the south suburbs where their property taxes alone, as you said, are well over $10,000, how does that qualify them for considering themselves middle class anymore because that's, that's really got to hurt. 
at some point. I mean, well, at tax time, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, certainly that that is um, that hit a lot of folks, uh, particularly in, in in the Chicagoland area, and again, uh, in those other states where you have um, you know higher real estate taxes, higher property valuations, and uh, high state income tax, because it's a combination of all those. So it's it's add up your state tax withholding from your W-2, add up your uh, sales tax deduction, which is uh, that you that you were getting in the past, and your property taxes, and lump all those together, and the maximum wow. is ten thousand. So absolutely, when you look at a number of these properties in the south suburbs uh, and suburbs of Chicago, you're right. Uh, the property tax bill alone can be ten thousand dollars plus. And if if that's so, all they got was the ten thousand. They lost the rest of the property tax, and they lost the deduction of any uh, state income tax withheld from their W two. Wow. Okay, now that we've been delivered that news, so are there any bright spots in this new tax bill? Yeah, there, I mean, there are some things. So, for example, the child tax credit uh, was increased from, it was doubled from $1,000 uh, to $2,000. Um, the standard deduction did increase. So, again, it's it's a matter of if you were one that um, kind of had a smaller family size and you uh, didn't itemize, then that increase in the standard deduction uh, may have helped you. Uh, and then depending on where you were in the income range, uh, many people did get um, lower tax rates, um, particularly if you were in the kind of the lower income ranges and the higher income ranges. And unfortunately, I hate to go back to a negative thing, um, but where you saw kind of the uh, the increases uh, again were kind of in that upper uh, upper middle range of what we think of as what I think of as upper middle range. Um, even though the tax rate went down, um, the income levels to get to the next rate, uh, the income levels went down. So if you, if it may have been one hundred seventy thousand dollars to go to the next bracket previously, that drop down to 140,000 as an example um to get to um to the next bracket. But there but again there are some things there. Uh one of the big ones is small business owners got a uh, a huge win with uh the ability to take the first 20% of their uh, uh of their income uh, and take a deduction for the first 20%. So uh, that first, uh, you know, first twenty cents on the dollar is actually no tax uh, to their businesses or to them from for, for their business income. So we're talking about uh, uh, S corps, LLCs, uh, again, small businesses that uh, uh, that are in existence. So that's an opportunity for uh, many of your listeners that. Uh, had had our business owners or had interest in uh, in starting their own uh, business, there is some is some tax incentive uh, 
uh, to help them out in that regard. That's you know that's great to hear because recently I've been talking to some seniors that uh, are small business owners. Um, you know they don't have small children; their children are are grown and gone on. But um, you know I've heard them sort of complaining, saying that they feel that they've been penalized for having done the right things all their life. You know, with owning property, with owning small businesses. And for some reason, they can't. They don't seem to feel as if they they're, they're winning. They're being penalized. So it's good to hear that there are some sort of um, incentives for small businesses. What about them as seniors? Are there any anything extra given to them? You know, at this point in their lives, and they again they they feel like they've done all the right things, but they're penalized for it. Yeah, nothing extra per se um, for seniors other than, um, again, the change in the tax brackets. Um, and, uh, yeah, if they had, you know, a uh, business, um, then they would, they, would, they would have that same, uh, you know, 20% uh, income uh, deduction. Uh, but nothing directly targeted at, uh, at the senior population. Actually, um, I had a few uh, clients who were seniors um, who themselves ended up owing a bit this past year, mostly related to uh, limits on the um, uh, property tax. Wow. Wow. Okay, um... The next question is, uh, what's the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit? Yeah, tax credits are much more valuable uh, to you. So, again, if you think about kind of the math of a tax return, um, you take your income and then you subtract out these deductions and you get a taxable amount uh, and you may be in the 20% tax bracket, 25% tax bracket, and so forth. So really, let's just say hypothetically, you're in a 25% tax bracket. Well, each dollar of deduction only saves you 25 cents. The difference is with a credit, uh, using the child tax credit as an example, um, that's a dollar-for-dollar offset of the tax itself. So it's not a it's not kind of in the middle of this formula. It is a you know a dollar for dollar. I've got a hundred dollar tax credit. That's a, a straight hundred dollars off of my my final tax bill, as opposed to a percentage of that amount off my tax bill. So again, it's much more direct. Um, I'll say a whole benefit uh, when you talk about a credit versus a partial benefit, uh, partial uh, tax benefit when we look at uh, deductions. Okay. All right. Well, you're listening to Cora Moxie with me, Dr. Davida Francois on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. You can visit us at Chicago Black, at www.chicagoblackbusinessradionetwork.com to listen at any time. And afterwards, you can feel free to go online and comment or uh, ask questions that we can follow up on. 
And with us today, we have, we're have we speaking to Mr. David Turner, CPA, and he specializes in accounting for individuals and small businesses. We're going to continue this interview with all of this information that um, we're getting from him after right after tax season, but, you know, it's never too late. And, uh, and he's here, and he's here to tell us how we can reach him later. But uh, we're going to continue on with the questions. All right, Mr. Turner. So I hear, I hear that you talk a lot about tax planning over tax, over tax preparation. Tax planning over tax preparation. Now, what's the difference, and why is it so important? Yeah, so a lot of times uh, folks think about their taxes after January 1st, um, so mm-hmm. mid-January is when they get serious about uh, about taxes. At that point, most of the actions that you can take to reduce your taxes, um, you know, the time frame has already expired. And so really when you look at, you think about taxes in the first quarter, it's really just at that point, just a calculation of the number. Whereas, again, it's important and, and great that you're having this discussion now um, so that people start to get the mindset that tax planning begins today because there are a number of things that I can do so that, you know, today and during this year so that first quarter of next year or April of next year, the number comes out where I want it to be as opposed to just waiting to see what the number is. And so, uh, again, all of the strategies and, and steps you can take to uh, reduce your uh, your tax burden uh, next April need to be done during this calendar year. And so that's the value over planning versus just prepping. And that is a very difficult discussion um, or difficult change management process, um, particularly for me uh, and my interest in African-American communities because we, I think I feel like people have been so conditioned to kind of this April 15th um, refund mindset. And it's really difficult getting them away from that and getting them away from the idea that uh, – I want a big refund because a big refund means that you just loan the federal government your money for you know some period of time and then went and asked for it back and waited until they got around um, to giving it to you. Whereas you can do the things now so you don't have to put so much in. So I hear a lot of folks talking about if they had some extra money for investing uh, some extra money for, um, you know, putting aside for a college fund, those types of things. And if you're getting a, if you're getting a, you know, four thousand dollar refund at the end of the year, that means you gave the IRS, you know, about a three hundred to three hundred fifty dollar a month loan uh, mm-hmm. during the year, uh, and then got your money paid back to you, um, you know, with no interest. And so I don't know anyone who couldn't find a good use for two, three, four hundred dollars a month uh, to put toward their business, toward their children's college fund, toward their retirement fund. Uh, but it's really a change management process to break people away 
from uh, from that mindset, from that April 15th mindset around uh, uh, tax prep and move them ahead to uh, the planning uh, mindset. Now, I, here, here's what I think. I may not be correct on this. I can't speak for everybody, but I think what happens is people have this fear of owning the federal government or, or owing the federal government. And, you know, and it's the fear of the unseen. What will the federal government come up with at the, at the end and say that I, I owe, and if I, if I don't have the money to pay it, what's going to happen to me? And I think that fear exists throughout the, the, the black community in particular. I may be wrong, but and I, th- I think that's why they prefer to just, you know, just let them do what they have to do, what I do. If I don't know that, it, that I've got it, then I won't miss it. That's unfortunately, it is the mindset, and, and it's not. It's not just those who don't know any, but it's those those are the most educated too. So it's, you know, I don't need any additional stressor and stuff. So if it means to just, you know, at the end of the at the end of the, the tax season, I'll you know, I can I can just I'll just get back my money, what I what I what I'm do, and uh, and I'll move on without having any stress from the from the federal government. I think that's what it comes down to. So I think that's and, part of it, absolutely. Um, yeah, so absolutely, that, that's, a, that's a piece of it. I think the other piece of it is, um, you know, I talk to a lot of folks that that, that is their, um, that's their savings plan uh, for the year. So, you, you know, you, you talk to people from, uh, you know, starting in November and December, um, they've got plans for what they're going to do when they get the tax refund. And so from December to January and February, um, they <laughs> actually have maybe three, you know, three plans on, on what to do with each dollar that comes back in uh, in tax refund. And so um, that's the piece that um, really, right, I want to change, and I, certainly I want people to be somewhat conservative. We don't want to be very aggressive, you know. Err on the side of a little extra versus erring on the side of not putting in enough and, and having a bill. I absolutely get that. Um, again, my concern is for those that use the you know the tax refund as their uh, you know uh, their savings club account, if you will. And uh, that's the worst savings savings club account uh, you can ever engage in. Mm-hmm. And I I tend to do this uh, this thing about with Thanksgiving dinners. Thanksgiving dinners when when families are together is a time that we should all be talking about. You know where we're going to do our our giving. You know before the end of the year to nonprofits or you know the the, the charities that that we really care about. Um, because I just don't think we, as families, we don't have these conversations enough around finances. It's almost, you know, it's almost detrimental to talk about finances in, in our communities uh, as it is to talk about politics. And, and, um, and of course, I, I've, I'm guilty of stopping the family, family Thanksgiving dinner to say, okay, so where are we giving this year? Who's giving to, to what, you know, uh, 
And I know that's not that's not the professional way the way you would want to see us make those decisions. But I figure we have to start somewhere, you know. And since the, the, the Thanksgiving dinner seems to be pretty standard, you know, among our families, that's where we can at least begin to talk about it as a family. Maybe we maybe we should all have an accountant sitting at the di- at the dinner table with us. So. Let me think that's just my little spiel there. Uh, let me go and ask you another question that I have here. I hear a lot about a lot of commercials about having tax debt wiped out. Are those services legitimate? And um, what should someone do if they owe taxes to the IRS or a state agency? Yeah, so there there are legitimate ways to have uh, uh, tax debt um, either reduced or. Um, wiped out, and uh, some of those services are legitimate. Although I think sometimes the commercials give the idea that uh, some guy's got so much savvy, he's just going to walk into a room and uh, he's going to negotiate and, and uh, you know, you know, some backdoor deal, shake hands, and then you you get to walk away. And that's just not the way um, that it works. And so, you know, typically you've got to demonstrate. Um, the inability, uh, either one, that there was some error in the tax, or that there's a true inability uh, to pay. And, you know, the, again, the IRS doesn't think about these things the way we think about them. So the inability to pay is not because we, you know, we just say, no, we don't have money like that. You know, there's a, a number of documentation you've got to provide. Um, they'll want you know, pay stubs and bank statements and retirement account statements. And so they're really looking at what are all of your financial resources um, that can be uh, applied toward uh, eliminating uh, this debt. And and certainly there are some folks who really just cannot um, pay, and uh, and we're able to work those, uh, make those, uh, arrangements, but it's it's certainly not as um, simple as some of the commercials make it sound. That is just kind of a, a very very savvy guy that goes in and kind of walks out with a uh, with a deal, and you owe nothing. Okay, well you're listening to Core Moxie with Dr. Vita Francois on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Visit us at www www.chicagosblackbusinessradionetwork.com and you can listen at any time and feel free to comment online or ask questions that we can possibly follow up on. So Mr. Turner, is there anything else you would like to contribute to this conversation and does your services apply nationwide or to specific states? Tell us where yeah, our audience can reach you. Yep. So last thing I'd like to um, add, which uh, is back to your other question, uh, if you owe taxes, uh, don't ignore the IRS. Um, you know, respond, do an installment agreement, um, you know, get with someone uh, like myself or uh, another tax professional that can help you through the process, but do not ignore them. Uh, so that's the one thing I want, certainly want to encourage people. Um, my services do apply nationwide, so as a licensed CPA, uh, I'm, I'm able to represent clients from uh, uh, from any state before the IRS, uh, even though I'm located in Illinois. And uh, my office is at 5113 South Harper uh, in Chicago. And number? And my number is 309-472-0287. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Mr. Turner, for joining us on our Core Moxie show. 
where we keep it Moxie 100. And you'll be able to visit us in the next, hopefully within the next uh, within the next few months to kind of give us an update. And our next guest will be Miss Pam Rice. With uh, she's an she's a, what we call a multi-talented adventurer, and uh, she'll talk to us about black boaters in Chicago. And um, I am Dr. Vita Francois of the Core Moxie Show. We're here every other Monday, and thank you for listening. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.